into the contest. It's Monday the 26th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, how are you? I've been better, Timmy. It wasn't great performance from the Swans, that's for sure. And um, look, it was the football weekend started off great with the game on Friday night, the rugby league game. And then... Um, it pitted away with the Swans and the Wallabies, mate, but uh, life goes on. So much expectation, and we're going to unstitch all that. Went out to Bathurst yesterday, and of course, mm. we you, you almost forget that COVID was around sometimes, don't you? But went out to the country <laughs> races, and I don't reckon there's too many better days, is there? And the hospitality that you get in uh, country Australia is just absolutely Phenomenal. You should have seen the scone I had, Shane. I could have eaten my body weight in <laughs> oh, so I, I thought you might have been drinking bourbon, not eating scones, mate. Yeah, no, that's all. I would have a few years ago. Jam and cream. Oh, my goodness. All right, plenty to talk about. A man cat. We spoke about this last week. This was controversial in England. Alex Demonor gets himself in a little bit of strife. And, oh, the swans. We've got to talk about it. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Shane, uh, Mancat in a women's game. Uh, what did you make of this? Uh, pretty upset the English batter who was affected by it in uh, in England by a, an Indian spinner. Yep, uh, her name is uh, Depti Sharma. And look, they have changed the rules. So whilst I don't think it is great sportsmanship, still it is now a legal thing to do. So as the Batsman out there and you're backing up, you've got to learn to stay in your crease now because mm. um, you can be run out. Unfortunately, it's very, very raw still, and England lost the series 3-0 to India. Um, and then when the Indian spin- spinner did the man-cad, um, it's just left a really sickening feeling in the stomachs of the England players, and it, and it almost breeds hate, um, this rule. It's, it's been going on for years. Um, but as I said, mate, the batsmen now need to work out a way to not back up too far so they can't put themselves in danger of being run out. Yeah, I get it. I just don't know whether the, mm. how long it's going to take for it to be digested as a, a reasonable, decent way mm. to be dismissed. But anyway, they, they've changed the rule. We'll, we'll watch this space with interest. Of course, a very emotional weekend with the farewell by Roger Federer. He is 43 years of age. He's been such an institution, such a commanding and compelling figure in the world of tennis. It was a really nice link, the way that him and Rafa played together. They couldn't get the chocolates in the doubles in the Laver Cup. But uh, they've built up, through their opposition, through their great challenges, an amazing friendship. An amazing friendship. And um, it's very, very deep friendship. Mm. Roger's saying that it's probably in the last 10 years since he's had kids himself. And he said he hopes that Rafa has many kids of his own. Um, they are very, very close. And they were sitting there almost... Well, they were holding hands and, and both crying together after they lost to the world's Francis Defoe and, and Jack Sock. Um, a very touching moment. They've, they've had some of the greatest battles in, in the, the history of sport. Mm. Um, and it's clearly brought them close together. They, they have a, a deep respect for each other um, and, and a real love for each other. It's a, it's a really nice thing to see. Neither would need a loan from 
No. His mate, would he? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Can you spot me, Tanner? No problem at all, son. Oh, 10 million. Um, <laughs> and it was interesting, Alex Demonor, he, he, look, he wouldn't hurt anyone, would he? He, he absolutely mm. is the most inoffensive sportsman in the world, you'd have to say. But he quite innocently, in an interview uh, after his win over Andy Murray, which was a great win, really. It was a tenacious win. He said, I hope we win the doubles tonight. Of course, he was referring to, you know, Sock and uh, the beating... Uh, Federer and Nadal, but uh, innocently, he was just saying for his team, of course, uh, and uh, he got himself into a bit of strife because you couldn't say anything bad about the the Rafa Federer game. No, and he's made he's made, a, he's made a, a, just a, a simple mistake there, um, but it was a very very good win by him to beat Murray. He, he lost the first set five seven, then won six three ten seven in the third. Uh, so he's probably on on the top of the on top of the world after that win, and um, and then just makes a silly comment. He he wouldn't have he didn't read the room, Tim. Let's put it that way. Yeah, well, Sock and TFO, they just got the job mm. done, didn't they? There was no nostalgia there in the sense of the result. But, uh, yeah, Roger Federer, what a career. What an amazing, amazing mm. career. Now, the Socceroos, we're not too far away from the World Cup. Um, it's an Apache affair against New Zealand. They got the they got the win in the end. Well, we won at Eden Park, but it was in soccer. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah um, Graham Arnold debuting five players. Cummins, um, who is, is actually from a Scottish guy, but he qualifies due to his mum's citizenship. Um, he came on and scored a goal. We, we won the game 2-0 after winning up there in Queensland 1-0 last week. So, look, two good wins. So, so we march on towards the World Cup. But saying that, it was very, very patchy. But you, you are debuting five players, so you're never going to have a real clear and uh, concise and, I suppose, organised win uh, when you've got five new players on the paddock. Yeah, and Graham Arnold will be working to peak mm. at the World Cup, so this is all part of the lead-up. Uh, look, I don't know whether their hearts were broken and their minds were lost after what happened in that miserable finish in Melbourne where the Wallabies should have beaten New Zealand until that uh, refereeing decision uh, gave or gifted uh, the All Blacks that win. But we were absolutely flogged, weren't we? That was hard to watch, the Wallabies New Zealand. Oh, very, very hard, mate. We were totally outclassed. We were outmuscled. We were outplayed. It was, um, yeah, really, really tough to watch, particularly with times they, they were just pushing us over the line and just by total muscle. And um, and our techniques were very poor. Look, we, we've lost 23 times in a row at Eden Park. We haven't won since 1986. And I saw a, a thing on Instagram where the last time we won, it was a VHS tape <laughs> um, that we were using. So... Uh, a long, long time ago, we need to, I suppose, go back to the drawing board and work out how we're going to do that because not only not that long ago, only probably a month ago, New Zealand were, were getting beaten by the likes of Argentina. So they can be beaten, yeah. but, uh, but not on this occasion. Yeah, we almost beat them, didn't we? But not now. Yeah. Yeah, they got flogged this time. 1986, interesting you mentioned 1986 because that's the last time Parramatta won the Premiership and they're daring to dreams. There's Parramattitude everywhere. That's coming up as well as the Swans getting flogged by Geelong. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. As a coach or leader, building organizational resilience into a team or business is paramount to success. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. 
Come find the Building Resilience Podcast on your favourite podcast app. Ah, this was hard to watch, Shane. Absolutely impossible to watch as a Swans fan. And it was almost over before it began, by the first quarter, really. Yeah, I bought a new barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) I had had some nice prawns all ready to go. I had the beer was on ice and I was all set up for a Swans victory. But 133 to 52, um, credit to Geelong. They were the best team during the season and they played like that in the final. They... Once again, a bit like the Wallabies, that they, they outmuscled us. Um, Isaac Smith, who won the Norm Smith Medal at 33 years of age, the oldest player to do so, is now a four-time Premiership player. Listen to these stats: he's won three at Hawthorne. He kicked three goals. He had uh, 32 disposals, 12 score assists, and a whopping 771 meters, 184 more than the next player on the field. And no Swans player received a vote at all mm. in Norm Smith. So, look, the Swans, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt for a long time. Um, but if you look at the start of the season, a lot of us weren't tipping the Swans to make the top eight. So they've done really well to get there. But congratulations to Geelong, best team on the day. Yeah, it won't console them though, will it? Uh, they, they hardly no. got off the plane. They really did not arrive. Yep. And look, you don't want to say it, but uh, after the great highs of the year for Buddy Franklin, it just didn't work for him on the day. So he signed this new deal. Mm. What happens next? He is at that age where things can tip quickly. He was voted the worst player on the ground. Um, he only touched the ball five times and kicked one point. Look, I, I still think there's some good footy in, in Buddy Franklin, but some players are saying he's been very selfish by saying that he signed another one-year contract prior to the match. I don't see it that way. I think he's been a superstar no matter what um, that performance came to. But uh, he has got another year, and hopefully he can make amends for it next year. Yeah, I would have thought that the announcement of the signing of the contract would have been a boost for the yeah, team rather I agree. than a negative. I agree. Some positive news, uh, but uh, they just did not play in any way positive. Uh, the, the ratings weren't much chop either on Channel 7. No, and this will come back to, so last year with the grand final being in Perth, it came back into Sydney and Melbourne markets prime time. Um, it's always been, uh, they, they tried to move it to a nighttime grand final like they do in the rugby league uh, due to ratings. But a lot of pushback in Melbourne saying tradition is to have it in the afternoon so we can have our barbecues and have people around. But uh, the numbers don't suggest that now. And I dare say you might have an AFL grand final in the evening from this point forward. What about Parramatta? What about Parramatta? Yep. Mate, they they look good, and um, there's a chance with uh, in the women's NRL, uh, Parramatta have a chance to win the double as well. So wouldn't that be unbelievable? Having won since 1986, and they win first time ever the WNRL and the men's as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. That was a big upset win by the, the, the women's team yesterday, but a huge win by Parramatta over North Queensland on Friday night. They showed a level of tenacity in defence, which we haven't seen a lot of. They made lots of mistakes in the first half. Mitchell Moses kicked it out on the full twice, but they've beaten Penrith twice of the three times they played them. They lost, a co- obviously, a couple of weeks ago. They'll learn a lot from that, so this battle of the West is going to be mm. intriguing. Penrith, uh, in the end, just sort of steamed rolled South Sydney and, and South got out to a 12-point lead and Latrell Mitchell, I don't know whether he had concussion from an early hit, but he, he just wasn't there and it got a bit fiery on the sidelines. It was a scrappy old thing. It was, but I did predict that uh, South being bashed up the last two games they've played, that's going to really, really be hard against a fresh 
um, Panthers team, and it proved that in the second half. Um, Cody Walker get into a bit of a scrap too with uh, the trainer from Penrith, and I think it was due to his embarrassment just before half time when Tuo absolutely steamrolled him to, to score that try to to bring the game back to par. Um, but yeah, look, the Panthers look very good. It's hard to say that they, they won't win their uh, second grand final in a row. This is their third. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they deserve to be favourites. Absolutely yep. deserve to be favourites. And there's a few Penrith or former Penrith players in uh, Regan Campbell, Gillard, Wanga Blake, uh, Micah Sevo. There's quite a few former Panther players in this Parramatta side. Uh, it's been good to watch the Opals, hasn't it? The basketball with Lauren Jackson back. What a great comeback. She's extraordinary. Unbelievable, isn't she? She's a superstar. She always has been. Um, look, they're, they're, they're tipping good things for the for the girls for the World Cup, saying, look, a lot, a lot of the coaches that have coached all around the world, so we have a very good mm. lens on some of the other nations and how they'll play. Uh, you've got to think the Opals are, are, are a chance here of taking this out. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And to see her in her 40s playing the way she Mm. is. Lauren Jackson, of course, one of the greatest ever uh, basketballers when it comes to the women's game. Absolute demolition in the MotoGP. He hasn't done it for a while, Jack Miller, but he's he's back and it was outstanding in Japan. He was. He um, hasn't won in 18 months and he started seventh on the grid and stormed home and his celebrations um, reflected not winning for 18 months. A lot of joy there and a, and a, and a huge celebration and, and good on him. That's a fantastic win in the wet. And what about when you used to celebrate when you'd have a good win at cricket? <laughs> Anything that stands out? Well, the 99 Cricket World Cup uh, got me thinking that after the game, Brendan Julian and Damien Martin, who were both 12th and 13th men with myself, um, uh, were 12th, 13th and 14th men for the final, we, uh, we were going on holidays and we decided to come back we had to come back for the ticket take parade. We ended up in, on in the first class seats because there was no business class flights left. So the three of us who hadn't played were handing back uh, French champagne to Warney and Steve Hall, who were sitting behind us in business class. But it turned into probably a two-week celebration, uh, the ticket take parade, which is one of the, the greatest things you can ever experience as an, as an athlete. And and the, the joy and the, and the celebration that goes with that, it was, uh, it was good times, Timmy. First class. I remember once I got upgraded coming out of India after a cricket trip and uh, the, the staff member on the flight, Singapore Airlines, came over and said, what would you like? Here's the menu. I said, don't worry about the menu. Give me everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, you are a big boy. I said, yeah, give me everything. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, a big thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back on board tomorrow to do it all again. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.